0: Hey, I'm Mark. Welcome to the Pop Faith Podcast. And on today's episode, we're going to look at a Bible bite. We're going to talk about an amazing story of a rescued kitten. We're going to look at the Israel-Hamas war and the conflict in Ukraine. We're going to talk about Good Burger 2 and we're going to talk about a review of Loki Season 2. Welcome to the Pop Faith Podcast with host Mark Ganey, where each episode
1: we explore how faith connects to everyday life. Each episode is a fun and engaging look at how ordinary Christians can experience the good news all around them in things like movies, shows, pop culture, and even news stories. Thanks for joining in. We are glad you're here.
0: All right, today's Bible bite comes to us from Romans chapter 1. It's Romans one sixteen. I think it's an incredibly encouraging scripture and challenging scripture. The Apostle Paul says this, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. I love the way he says that. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And, you know, I think some people were probably attacking him, questioning his motives and his purpose, but God had given the Apostle Paul a mission to be to be kind of the, the pastor and the missionary to the Gentiles. And he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power for salvation. And so I want to encourage you with those words. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. There are people in your life, there are people in our world, man, they're going to attack you, they're going to try to rip you apart, they're going to try to really devalue your faith and the role of your faith in everyday life. There are people who will tell you every single day, look, your faith is private. Keep it private. Okay. That's something you don't talk about in public, but that's not the case. You don't have to do that. You don't have to be ashamed of the gospel because the gospel is the power in your life that rescued you. But the gospel is also the power that can rescue them, even though they may not know they need rescuing. So don't shy away. Don't be discouraged. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. So if you've been paying attention at all to the world news, you know there are lots of conflicts around the world right now. Uh, The one that's probably first and foremost in our minds is the Israel-Hamas war. And there are certainly all kind of opinions about both sides of that conflict— And then we also have the ongoing war in Ukraine between Ukraine and Russia, and that's been going on for a while. So I want to mention briefly both of these wars and talk about the implications and really how our faith should affect and help us view these conflicts in the world. So the Israel-Hamas war first. Uh, We know this to be a war between the nation of Israel, right? And So I want to encourage you, let's separate uh, the people of Israel from the nation of Israel, right? Because in Scripture, in Old Testament, when it talks about Israel, it's talking about the people of God, God's people. And so, obviously, the Jewish people rejected the Messiah, and so God grafted in the Gentiles, right? We read a, a, a scripture from the Apostle Paul, the missionary to the Gentiles, earlier. God used the Apostle Paul to take the gospel to the Gentiles. And so now we are Gentiles, right? We are God's people. We're grafted in. And so the nation of Israel is not the same thing as the Old Testament people of Israel. I want you to understand that, okay? That's pretty important implication. But it is a democratic state. Uh, it's it's a nation of freedom for the most part. It's not quite like the United States, but it's a lot like the United States in its form of government. And so, uh, you know, it it does promote freedom. Hamas is not a nation. It's a terrorist group within the people of Palestine, okay, that geographic area. And so we're not talking about one nation fighting against another nation. We're talking about a group of terrorists that are absolutely determined to wipe out all Jewish people and the nation of Israel fighting against one another. And so, you know, most wars have evil on both sides. Most wars have you know, fault on both sides. But this war, I believe, is, is a pretty clear picture of what it looks like when a force for good is battling a force for evil. And Hamas being the force for evil, Israel being the force for good. Again, I'm not saying that, that either side is justified in everything they've done. I would never say that because there are awful things that happen in war. And so I want uh, kind of to help us understand that first. Now let's move to the, the, the war in Ukraine. Russia invaded Ukraine. Ukraine is not a good a character, okay, first and foremost. There's some, some things that Ukraine has done and is doing that's not good, okay. Russia, same thing. However, Russia seems to to really want to conquer an area of land that's not theirs. And so we kind of see that as a little bit more evil, or a lot more evil, in fact. And so the United States has rightly sided with Ukraine, and we've provided millions and billions of dollars in aid and to both Israel and Ukraine. So we're involved in this whether we you know want to be or not. Now, I want to say all that and then back up to say a few things about both conflicts and conflict in general. Unfortunately, war is a reality, right? We want peace and we should pray for world peace. Absolutely. We know the Prince of Peace. We know that real peace can only be found by trusting in Jesus. And that doesn't mean that world peace is going to be found that way, but peace within ourselves, peace with our fellow man, and peace with God ultimately is the greatest peace. And so we should long for those kinds of peace in our lives and in our world. And we should do everything we can, says in Romans, as much as it depends on you, to be at peace with everyone. We should do that. We should pray for peace, okay? But as we're praying for peace, what I want to encourage you to do is to trust God in the meantime. Ask God, How can I promote peace in my own life, but how can I better pray for peace around the world? Good exists in the world because of God and His grace. Evil exists in the world because of man and our sin. And so, everywhere we turn, we should try to seek peace and promote peace. We should pray for the end of all conflicts. However, we should also know that God works in the middle of and in spite of And sometimes in concert with these conflicts to bring people to himself, to awaken a deaf world, and to bring peace where peace had not existed before. So while we don't like war and we wish it would end, let's trust God in the middle of it. As followers of Jesus, let's trust God. Let's trust that he has an end game here. And while things are happening and things are being done that are evil and awful and should never, ever, ever be even thought of and they're happening atrocities you know to to children and to to people on the other side of the world things that are just terrible and should anger us and and make us sick to our stomachs those things are happening but even though those things are happening God is still in control and I believe God has a way through that so I want to encourage you to trust God as we pray for peace together All right, moving from a serious news story now to a really fun one, and it's a good news story that I want to share with you. We got a lot of bad news around the world, right? We need some good news. Well, here is a story uh, of a rescue, and uh, it's a rescue of a little bitty two-day-old kitten. Um, In fact, this kitten was seconds away from being crushed in a garbage truck, and this kitten was a snow-white kitten, and this quick- Thinking garbage man heard some meows uh, as as the truck was getting ready to crush the load he had just put in, and so he's hearing a meow. He's like, "What is that?" So he he stopped the the truck from operating, and he began to look, and he found this two day old kitten weighing just ninety three grams, which by the way is less than like a tangerine. Okay, Uh, he found this tiny little kitten and fished him out of the trash that was being dumped. And compacted in his truck, and so he rescued this little bitty kitten, and they named the snow white kitten Tiny Tim. I love that story. It's close to Christmas when this kitten was found, and uh, and so that's why he 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 got the name Tiny Tim. And uh, so he they sent Tiny Tim to a rescue a, animal rescue hospital, and Tiny Tim had to be fed every two hours. And his eyes weren't even open yet because he was still only two days old when he was found and he was kept in an incubator for warmth. But this garbage man heard these meows and he rescued this tiny little kitten from certain death, right? And look, a kitten is not the same thing as a human life, but man, all life I think is precious uh, because God has created it. And I think when we hear stories about this, this tiny little kitten thrown out by some terrible person, obviously, uh, but it was rescued by a garbage man. I love that story that it's never too late, right? It's never too late for some good news in all of our lives. In today's pop culture spotlight, we're talking about Good Burger 2. Now, Good Burger was a film that was uh, released in 1997. And it kind of has a, a cult following. It's one of those films that wasn't highly regarded and probably really still isn't highly regarded by most people. But it had several cameos of some famous people, and it had some people from Saturday Night Live. And, and you know, it's just been kind of building over the years. And so interest in a sequel began to grow uh, about 2018. And so they just released not too long ago on Paramount Plus, obviously not in theaters, but they released on Paramount Plus, Good Burger 2. And it stars a lot of the same people that were in Good Burger One, and it's a silly film, uh, lots of lots of crude and crazy humor, and uh, you know, younger audiences tend to like Good Burger Two. But the reason I want to talk about Good Burger Two is because again, there are lots of cameos in Good Burger Two, just like in Good Burger One. Uh, but one cameo in particular, Al Roker, right? You know Al Roker. Uh, the guy who's been a weatherman and, you know, kind of this pop culture icon for decades. Uh, he's been on, you know, morning shows and things like this for a long time. Al Roker has had so many cameos in different shows and movies. I remember the first cameo I ever, ever remember seeing a man was in Seinfeld way back in the nineties, right? He was on the train in, in the episode of Seinfeld. I love that one. And, uh, he was talking to Elaine, but this is actually, Good Burger 2, when it was released, became Al Roker's 50th cameo appearance. 50th. I don't know. I don't know what uh, agent Al Roker has, but man, he's he's living right. He's doing it right. 50 cameos over the years. Small parts, but that's kind of cool. So, if you want to see Al Roker's 50th cameo, you got to watch Good Burger 2, and if you want to watch Good Burger 2, you got to go to Paramount Plus to see it. If you don't have a subscription... I guess you're you're left out, uh, but, you know, Paramount Plus is like, you know, the 50,000 other streaming, uh, you know, things that we have. And people say, I wish we could just have all the streaming things in one. Well, that's called cable, by the way, and we hated it. But anyway, so it's kind of fun to think about Al Roker's 50th cameo in Good Burger 2. All right, welcome to the segment Faith Pops and Life Drops, where today... Is a review of Loki season two, and I brought some help along with me for this segment. And uh, these, these are people who watched every single episode of Loki season two with me. So over here we have Anna, and this is Mark the second. And so Anna and Mark are my children, and they're my two youngest children. And we literally watched every episode of Loki season two together. We rewatched some episodes together, and rewound and paused and. Uh, you know, we, we spent a lot of time uh, watching and dissecting and talking about Loki season two. And so that's why I brought them along with me. And so we're gonna talk a little bit about what we liked, what we didn't like. We're gonna try to make this a spoiler-free segment and review, but I can't promise you. So if you haven't seen Loki season two, probably need to just not watch this segment, okay? <laughs> Unless you're not gonna watch it, but we'll, we'll try to help you along the way. So Loki season two is the second season of Loki, it's an MCU show. It's on Disney Plus, and uh, this season has six episodes, just like the previous season did, and it continues the storyline. And if you know anything about the first season, it was highly rated, ninety-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. This season also highly rated, not quite as highly rated, eighty-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but a fantastic series that continued the storyline. So. We're going to begin to review Loki Season 2. Let me first ask you, what was the best part to you, your favorite part of Loki Season 2?
1: Mine was probably the fact that, like how much the Loki's character tran- changed from the first season and like from all the other Marvel shows to the end of Season 2. He changed a lot and I just liked how much he changed and the way he changed.
0: I think it was a big part of the whole season. In fact, yes. I think his transformation, his character's, uh, you know, evolution and his learning and kind of what he became, uh, which we're not going to spoil everything. But you know, he's the god of mischief in the beginning of the Avengers, and now some people say he's the god of story or stories, and some people say he's other things. But he definitely transformed. Definitely. I, I, that's awesome. I think that's a great part of, of and I think that was compelling for me to watch that transformation. It started really in Loki season one, but certainly continued Loki season two. Mark, what about you?
2: Um, I liked seeing Loki, how he kind of um, created more than what he thought, what what we thought he did. Um, I like that.
0: So when you say created, explain to me what you mean.
2: Like created the um, TVA, when we thought that it was another person, but. So
0: yeah, so without giving too much away, Loki realized he impacted the history he was living in now even more than he thought. And it's kind of, it's a time travel deal, right? So anytime you go back in time and you do something, uh, you interact with yourself or other people, it's going to affect what happens in the present and the future. And so that's what we find in season two of Loki is, you know, he goes back and, again, I don't want to give stuff away, but a lot of the characters that we meet in season one were actually brought there by Loki when he travels in the past so it's kind of kind of mind-blowing a little bit a little bit crazy uh, but it but it's awesome so uh, give me some some thoughts on some of your favorite favorite characters and I'll ask it this way give me some thoughts on your favorite characters and did your if they were in season one did your opinion of them change at all from season one to season two and why
1: my favorite is Miss Minutes <clears throat> no I'm kidding. Um, she was. Some people
0: said that in season one, by the way.
1: Yeah, in season one, I really liked her, but then if season your favorite two...
0: character is Miss Minutes after season two, you may need to see a therapist. I'm just.
1: Saying. <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't like her after season two. But my favorite was. Probably Ouroboros, which is introduced in season two. He's really funny, and I like yeah. him. Yeah, the first oh, of his character. <laughs> oh, his
0: character is awesome. The first uh, episode is named Ouroboros, mm-hmm. and so his character is, in the, you know, the whole thing. And uh, his the Ouroboros means a snake eating its own tail, which I, I think he's that. appropriately named because that's the whole idea. Is you know, what came first, Ouroboros TVA? He who must not, or he, he, he who, who remains. remains. I almost said he who must not be named. <laughs> Mixing boy. genres there a little bit. So, um, he who remains, who you know, Kane, all that. Who came first? And it's kind of like one action created another, and it's just a circular thing. So, I love Ouroboros. Um, if you are familiar with the uh, Indiana Jones series, um, the the last of the original Indiana Jones movies, that young boy. Uh, that's who Ouroboros, the, the actor, is. That's who plays Ouroboros. And so um, he's a child actor, now grown up, and plays a really cool character. Kind of a uh, uh, calm, you know, clueless, geeky, funny, he, nice he's character. He's not
1: calm
2: at all.
0: He's not calm at certain times. We're all going to die. I love that. I love that. Mark, what about you?
2: Um, my favorite character is probably um, Victor Timely. Um, he was He was in season one as a different character and that was cool to see. So explain who he
0: was and, and who he is now. Um, explain all that. He,
2: he was, he's Kang the Conqueror from a different multiverse and he lived in like 1800s or something. He's in a variant of yes. He Who Remains. That's right.
0: Yes. So if you're not familiar with the show, multiverse, right? That's what Marvel's doing. The whole MCU is all about the multiverse right now. And so there are multi-universes is what kind of the idea behind it. And, there's a variant or a, a a character of each person in every universe but variants are ones that are in you know the wrong timeline or you know not where they're supposed to be that you know somebody's altered their history and so Victor Timely is we think i mean when when you first start to watch the show you think well Victor Timely's going to become he who remains but that's not the case i'm not going to tell you what happens to him but he's very different this variant is very different than the one we see in Loki season one, and certainly very different than the one that we saw in uh, Ant-Man, um, the, the latest Ant-Man movie. I completely
1: so, forgot that he was in that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's in that one too. Different. He's Kang the Conqueror, they say, in that
1: one. Yeah, they I'm call him so Kang. I'm not so sure, though. Because they he got defeated so easily, and Kang can't get defeated easily.
0: Did he, though? Different movie, but I'm not going to review that one. But maybe he didn't. Maybe that was all his plan anyway. But
1: I can remember, like, nothing from that. I don't movie. think he's
0: the, like, the end-all, be-all Kane version, right? We, we're going to see some worse ones.
1: Oh, yes. If
0: they don't write him out of the story altogether because Jonathan Majors, the actor who plays Kang, is in a lot of trouble right now. Um, he's I know canceled. you don't know about this, but some evidence just came out. Literally this week in a trial, I don't see how in the world they're going to continue to employ him at Marvel.
1: He's probably gonna my hope is him. they
0: recast the character because I think I'm telling you, Victor Timely was. I agree with you, Mark. Great character, uh, totally different, and it shows. Unfortunately, Jonathan Majors uh, may not be a good person, but he's a great actor, and it shows his ability to to play different characters. So. Um, tell me a little bit about what you think about just kind of the whole story arc from season one to season two. Because we assume that the Loki story is done. Again, not going to tell you the ending of Loki season two, but it looks like it's done, okay? And, you know, the actor for Loki is also, uh,
1: Retiring. you know,
0: confirmed that he's done with this. And so, pretty cool story arc in those 12 episodes in season one and season two. What do you think about the way the character morphed and changed?
1: First of all, I'm sad to see Tom Hiddleston leave the Marvel universe That's because you think he's cute, but. No, he looks like an old man now. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, but I... I just I thought his character was really funny and his hair flip was hilarious. He would always do the hair flip. It's continual hair
0: flip. Every time he. Fell. Time or, slipped. Or, 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 fell or
1: fell or did something, he would just yeah. flip his hair back. <laughs> okay. Um, but the overall story, uh, it was really good. It was definitely. It definitely is.
2: It it's the best Marvel show. It beat Wandavision. It's good.
0: Oh wow. Okay. So she thinks it's even better than Wandavision.
2: Um, I like um like we were talking about all the multiverses because I like seeing how one character can be totally different from its other version of another character.
0: Why do you think you like that?
2: Um, I don't know. I just um like if I don't like one version of a character, there's another multiverse where they're totally different
0: so do you secretly want there to be a multiverse so you can be somebody else somewhere else okay so uh, (laughs) that'd
2: be so cool
0: well so I i loved the whole thing um i'll be honest with you probably right in the middle of of season two i was like man i'm not liking where this is going i'm not real i'm not real pumped in fact i think it was episode three afterwards i was like this is Terrible, man. This is awful. MCU. What was episode three? I don't even remember. I just remember in the middle of it. It was like when we met in Chicago, I think. Mm. But Mm. I remember thinking, I mean, MCU has just fallen flat on its face again. I mean, we're seeing garbage after garbage product. But, man, did it redeem itself. I'm going to tell you right now, episode five of season two. So I guess that's episode 11 in total. Of the series the next last episode. may be the best MCU episode ever. It may be the best episode of all Marvel shows, including the whole Netflix shows, which is saying a lot because I love those shows. I'm, I'm telling you right now, no, they have not seen those. So don't don't send me any, any you know, terrible, bad emails for letting, letting my children, children watch the, the, the Netflix, Netflix shows. Show. They haven't, haven't seen them yet. yet. So, so here's, here's the, the thing. thing. Episode episode 5 changed everything for me. The way it ended, they can tell you. I probably watched the end of episode 5, I don't know, what, 20 times? I mean, I can't play it over and over and over. You watched
1: it, and then you're like, okay, wait, hold on. And you rewinded it, watched it again. And then I didn't watch it with them. So then... He watched it like he watched that episode with me, and then rewinded it like three times at that. Like after we watched it, it was so good. And then the next day, he watched it like two more times before the next. Like and then the next Wednesday, whenever the final episode came out, he watched the ending like two more times, like just in case, just in case. Let me let me watch this again.
0: (laughs) And we like like to find Easter eggs and and stuff like that. that. There's There's all 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 kind of Easter Easter egg videos. videos. We won't go into that, but you can find them on YouTube. But here's here's the the thing thing. that that changed the the character of Loki. And, of of course, course the end, the season uh, two finale, episode 12 of the series, episode six of season two, really changed it. I mean, like the last few minutes changed everything. And I love it. And here's why I love it. And this is kind of where it relates to pop faith, okay? This is kind of what I want to bring it home to. I love it because when we meet Loki in Avengers, he is a conniving, no-good, sorry rascal who lies and cheats and steals and he's all about himself. I mean, all about himself. He's mischievous. He's the god of mischief, right? Lowercase g, of course. But, but that's, that's who he is. is. And so, so nobody, nobody likes, likes him. We, we like to hate him because <laughs> that's the character that he plays throughout the whole you know, yeah. Avengers saga.
1: Although he was a bad guy, he has some pretty good quotes. He does, he does have some yes. good quotes. Right? Like, even as a bad guy. There's, there's I mean, some I'm,
0: I'm going to tell you, my favorite, you know, one of my favorite moments of Avengers is when, when the Hulk takes him and him throws him around, around like a ragdoll and beats him, right? So we don't like him. But what's amazing is in these two seasons of Loki, especially season two, we see his character completely transformed, completely change. We see his motivation change. We see his focus change. And at the end, that last episode, what we realize is he doesn't even care what happens to him anymore. It's all about his friends. And I love that. I, I love, love it, it because it does teach us a, deeper, a lesson. deeper lesson. Look, this is, is Loki season two, Loki season two, one, any MCU show or movie. It's not Christian based, right? It's not based on God's word, but here's the thing. All truth is God's truth. And when we see something that's valuable and true in culture, we can say it points back to God and God's truth. And here's a, a place that we can do that. We see someone changing from a terrible person to, to somebody who cares about his friends, somebody who's focused on himself, to somebody who is focused on others, and what we find is it's a beautiful story, where he he basically, I mean he's he's not dead at the end of, of the you know series, so I'm not going to say that he died, but he does sacrifice himself in a way, or at least his hopes and his what he thinks his purpose is. He sacrifices that for everyone else that he loves, and I love that. That points us to the fact that that's what we should do as followers of Jesus. That's what Jesus did for us, right? Jesus sacrificed himself literally for us. And I'm not saying that Loki is a Christ figure or anything like that, but it does point to the truth of sacrifice of people we love, and that's exactly what Loki does. So I'm going to ask you one last question, and then I'll give my response to it too. So I think I already know this. Thumbs up or thumbs down for Loki season two? Two thumbs up, I'd i give, give it, it two. If, if I had four thumbs, thumbs, I'd give, I'd give it four, four thumbs up. It's, and I, I agree with, with Anna, it surpasses WandaVision because of that last episode. It's, it's amazing. amazing. It's awesome. And if you're into that kind of thing, certainly check it out if you haven't already. We would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, we would love to hear what you think about Loki Season 2 and maybe some things that you noticed that we didn't mention and some maybe some deeper elements of character development that you enjoyed. We'd love to hear from you so you could comment on youtube you can uh, you can go to our show notes and there's a link to contact us there in the show notes if you're if you're watching this or if you're listening to this on a podcast listening app you can always go to popfaithpodcast.com, get our show notes and there's a contact button there let us know what you think thanks again for joining us on today's episode of the pop faith podcast hope you enjoyed the guests that we had on the episode today And I would love for you to share this podcast. Follow, rate, review the podcast wherever you watch it or wherever you listen to it. That helps us get the word about the podcast out to other people. And we want more and more people uh, to really catch on and to be listeners and watchers of this podcast because uh, we do think it's important for everybody to understand how our faith does affect every area of our lives. So thanks again for joining. I hope you are here for next episode. And until then, remember that faith affects every area of your life. So let it pop through everywhere you are.